Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works, and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here's Marketplace veteran and your host, Bob Lambert. Hey, welcome here to another great Saturday here at the uh, Center of the Universe, Chicago, Illinois. We're beaming out all over the, uh, the globe. You gotta get out there and check out the YLL app, downloadable app, and you can listen to us from anywhere. So there's no excuses if you're out there in a soccer field or out shopping or something. You can plug us in, okay? And if that's not good enough, then you can get out there and check out our podcast. You get out to faithmarketplace.com and we have all the podcasts of all the fabulous shows, including this one today. I'm gonna tease you a little bit, but first of all, this is Faith Marketplace where we equip individuals, entrepreneurs, small business owners with resources plus community to make a kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God while gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. I'm Bob Lambert, the faith of uh, the host of Faith Marketplace and the founding partner of Samurai Business Group. At Samurai, we offer entrepreneurs, individuals, small mid-market companies and their teams advanced business development and sales skills training. Most of our clients report that they have doubled or tripled their top-line revenue within 12 to 18 months. At Samurai, we say we put the win back in your sales. So, and boy, I tell you, we got a lot of we got some pretty exciting things going on here. I am really excited about our guest today because, well, it's been a couple months since I, I was introduced to her, and right away I knew that she was a rock star. And you're going to know it today after this interview. But I'd like to introduce you to Hannah Gronowski Barrett Barnett. I'm sorry, I keep calling you Barrett. Barnett, and she is the CEO and founder of Generation Distinct. So, man, fasten your seatbelts because this is a national program. It's spreading virally. Uh, in the second session here, we're going to have one of her uh, cohort uh, members on to talk about it. But first of all, welcome, Hannah. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to, to be here on the show today. You know, uh, ever since I met you, and I, I actually had heard about you before we met, and then it clicked in because a couple different people said, Bob, you got to have her on as a guest. And I thought, where has she been hiding all this time? She's <laughs> had all this good stuff out there, and she's been hiding on me. So let's let the folks know. Let's take you back to, did you come out a bouncing baby Christian girl? What was that? I said, did you come out uh, being a bouncing baby Christian girl? <laughs> Something like that. I yeah? Had, I had two great parents who gave me a really great picture of who Jesus was. So I was, I was hooked pretty early. Yeah, hooked pretty early. And uh, you also grew up here in Chicago, right? I did. Yeah. 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 I've uh, lived in Chicago my whole life. I'm, I'm agree- in agreement with you when you said it's the hub of the world. It's, yeah. it's the best place to live. I'm, I'm a little partial. Yeah, exactly. And you've been a traveling person here lately, too. We've yes. been going around traveling. Uh, I don't want to spoil all that, but let's give them uh, you know, some of the testimony about your background and growing sure. up. But there's not much of a background. You're pretty young. So uh, <laughs> that's why I'm really excited, because this young lady is on fire for the Lord, and what she's doing is fabulous. But you, you say you grew up in a Christian household yes. and family. You know, sometimes there's some struggles through with our faith as we're going through this maturity phase. Is there Absolutely. Has that ever been any a challenge for you at all? You know, it's interesting. From a very young age, um, I had these experiences that I think gave me a really unique perspective of what it meant to follow Jesus. Okay. Um, I can honestly look back and say there hasn't really been a time in my life where I didn't want to follow him. And I think I can 
really give a couple of reasons as to why. Okay. Um, first of all, I had parents who were both really first generation Christians. So they ah. were somewhat new with their faith when they okay. were raising us up in the faith. And because of that, they gave us this really beautiful raw kind of picture of what it meant to follow Jesus. And they were honest of how their life was pre-Jesus and how much better their life was post-Jesus. And because we got to hear the real stories from them, it was obvious that following Jesus was just the better option. And then paired with that, I was at a a church and I had a lot of experience um, exposure and, and opportunity um, mm-hmm. to get to use my giftings. I had leaders that saw my leadership potential, my communication ability from a very young age when I was around 12 years old. Wow. And leaders that said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you in positions to teach the Bible stories to kids. I'm going to give you a microphone. I'm going to give you opportunity to lead. And so uh, a lot of the reason I think that I'm following Jesus is because uh, parents, mentors, pastors, and leaders who saw greatness in me. He saw potential in me and gave me a place to explore that and use that within the church and even outside of the church, but all to move the kingdom of God forward. Did you, okay, let's just stop with that and rest on that minute, because did you feel the presence of God in that? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel the closest to Jesus when I'm on mission with him. Okay. And so at a very early age, that started to become obvious. And particularly yeah. with your upgrade, this is this is the way, right? Yeah, I mean, because right. there's no other path here. We knew your parents knew what the other path was, right? right? And right. then they came, and uh, they were immigrants to this country too, right? No, they were. Oh, I, I thought they were first generation. No, they're no. not. Okay, no. all right. Yeah, it has to be that Irish middle name you have there. <laughs> anyway, um, so in high school and past high school now what is going on with your life as you started to get into adulthood yeah sure so did high school and college in kind of a unique way um, okay really knew what i wanted to do at a pretty young age when i was 16 years old um i was to this point where i knew i wanted to follow jesus i was still in high school right mm-hmm. and i had this moment with jesus that really changed the trajectory of my life okay i was always really passionate about social justice, about making wrong things right in the world and advocating for those who didn't have the things and or the access to the things that they needed and people who were not given a voice or opportunity, people that were overlooked and forgotten. And so I had a heart for this and I really wanted to take action. I wanted to make wrong things right in the world, but I didn't know how or why or what that would look like. And really this started this whole journey I was on, but long story short, it culminated on this moment where I felt that God spoke to me and gave me this vision, not audibly, uh, but very much a more of an impression. I felt like God said, Hannah, you're not called to solve all the injustice in the world. Instead, okay. I want to use you to empower a generation to solve injustice in the uh, world. And in so doing, you'll have an even greater impact. Wow. And so at 16 years old, I ran up to my little bedroom at the time. I had a whiteboard. I started drawing out all these ideas and plans for what it would be like to equip my generation to discover what they're passionate about, but also not to stop there, to actually build a strategy to accomplish those passions in the world. And then what if we would actually see this world look a little bit more just and a little bit more like what Jesus designed it to look like. You know, because uh, you, you've had people breathing into your life and have mm-hmm. recognized your talent and your leadership and everything like that. How many people in your generation have that or do you think have that get, are getting any of that? You know, I think in some ways our generation is splitting. So okay. I think um, there is this real... Um, almost like a rub happening in our generation when it comes to the church. Relevant Magazine um, recently did an article 
kind of talking about some of the major findings that Barna Research was right. having about Gen Z and the church. Mm. And the statistics would blow you away and sober you. It's it's something like 70% of Gen Z um, would identify the church as related to people that are judgmental and hypocritical. Mm. Um, a large portion yep. of them identify the church as something that is connected to moral failures um, most of Gen Z or ma- many of Gen Z would identify as atheist agnostic. I mean, the, the statistics are overwhelming. Mm. And so there is a real rub. Now, there's a, there's a splitting of what happens because of that. Some Gen Z and, and millennials, young millennials, they say, great, now I want to be part of the solution. And they dive headfirst in the church. And that was my response. Okay. I saw the brokenness in the church. Right. I experienced some of the frustration of how I didn't feel like it aligned with who Jesus was. I mm-hmm. saw some of the hurt that was happening. But right. my decision was, man, I've seen also amazing pastors and leaders who love Jesus and have loved me. And I want to be a part of seeing the church reach people for Jesus. Right. But then the other half of the generation, those who maybe didn't have that one-on-one connection with a pastor or a leader or a loving parent, they're walking away from the church. And there's some real church hurt and some real frustrations and some real um, some real pain there. And so I think we're seeing a split in this generation. The cool thing is those in our generation who are committed to Jesus are some of the most committed followers of Jesus you will ever, ever meet because they have committed despite the fact that they know that there is hurt, there is pain, no perf- perfect church exists, right. but they still want to be a part of seeing the mission of Jesus expand. Yeah, I told you guys to fasten your seatbelts. This lady's up. We're going to have a great conversation today because I have questions, and I know that you have some answers for me, but there's, like you said, there's a lot of challenges out there. There are. And that's the reason, folks, why I'm putting a request out to any of our listeners. I'm looking for guests under 40 years of age. Just like this young lady here, I want to lift those young people up and really let them know that uh, we're behind them. We 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 want we've got resources. We want to be able to do that. Hopefully, God is blessing this platform and getting out there in a way that they can also be a beacon of light, that light on the hill for their generation and speak out because uh, we sorely need that. Yeah. The other thing I, I think you know, and I've said it a number of times, it is incumbent upon the more mature leaders to walk it out too. Mm-hmm. That's what this generation is watching. They're watching your if you talk in one way and, and walking a different way. You're not helping us at all in the body of Christ because they're watching that intently to see if you're actually walking. Now, there's no perfect person. I certainly Mm -hmm. am not. But but uh, the fact that if you're living that, you know, walking that kind of that moral standard and you're walking what the Bible stands for, I think that sends a pretty good message to young people that they can see that you walk this out, that you believe it. That's right. That's right. Because oftentimes we we talk about this a lot, you know. Talking about something and believing in something are two different things, yes, right? Yes, so and true. and fo- you know, it's like I had the conversation about being the believer talk all the time versus a follower of Jesus Christ. You can believe in something but not follow it. That's right. It's real difficult to be a follower of something and not believe it. That's right. <laughs> you know? That's so, right. Anyway, I can't believe we're out. Oh my gosh, the first <laughs> segment's up already. Well, folks, you stay tuned here because we're going to be right back here with Hannah and our, another special guest. We're going to be bringing in here shortly, and I'll make an introduction to her. But uh, we want to get out there and give uh, some recognition to uh, one of our sponsors, and that's Inbound Studios, is sponsoring Faith Marketplace. They have generously provided their talent and expertise to develop and maintain the Faith Marketplace website. Get out there and check it out, faithmarketplace.com. Uh, that's Marshall Malt, the owner. He has a mission for small, medium-sized business to be more efficient and effective in getting results. Go out and check him out. 
It is at, he's at inboundstudio.studio. Again, inboundstudio.studio. And I'll be, we're going to be right back with two guests, okay? So stay tuned. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with my very special guest, Hannah Gronowski Barrett, uh, Barnett, excuse me, I keep going Barrett, Barnett, and uh, we're going to bring in another uh, cohort member first, but first we're going to do a couple things. Uh, number one here, you have a favorite Bible quote yeah. and, and expression, and, and I want to know what, what's the inspiration for that for you, okay? So sure. what is the quote? Yeah, in Romans 8 in the Message Version, um, verse 15, it says, This resurrection life you received from me is not a grave-tending life. It's an adventurously expectant life, greeting God with a childlike, what's next, Papa? And the reason uh-huh. I love that is because as a follower of Jesus, um, personally, the reason that I was so excited to follow Jesus is because it was it was shown that this is an adventure. It's not an invitation into rules and regulations, but rather it's an invitation to a wildly exciting adventure. And and that's so that that verse always represented that to me, and it's something that I believe the next generation needs to hear more of. You know, and it's it's well, how timely is that? We're coming into what Easter, right? That's right. <laughs> the resurrection. That's I right. love it, and and also hope. I That's mean, right. it gives us a lot of hope, especially with what's going on in the world today. Absolutely. Um, you know, we talk about the key takeaways, too, that you would like people to take away out of today. What, what, yeah. What three things, and then we'll bring our guest in here. Honestly, that is the first one. Okay. That this life of following Jesus, um, it's, it's not about how safe we can keep our lives. It's not about achieving some sort of perfect equilibrium. Um, but rather, this life of following Jesus is meant to be this risky adventure And that is so beautiful because that is exactly what the next generation is looking for. And so the life that Jesus is inviting us to live is actually exactly what the next generation is looking for. And and that is so compelling to know for me, especially as I work with next generation leaders. Um, The other one would be, man, when I look back at my own story, Mm -hmm. again, I was first seen as a leader at 16 and ended up starting Generation Sing when I was 20 years old. I'm 26 today. And what I've learned from my own story absolutely is there is nothing that can disqualify you from your calling. I have I no it. reason or it. business doing what I do today. Yep. Um, but God, I believe, has used me to show other people that you do not have to be qualified in order to say yes to his call in your life. And, and then I think the last thing would just be... Um, that this kind of conversation really matters. Conversations yeah. between generations. Yes. Um, I'm so grateful for leaders like you who create space for that. Um, again, as a 26-year-old leader myself, I am grateful for the places where I'm invited into um, with leaders from different generations than I am in that yep. we can say there's actually power in coming together and not being divided by the differences of generations, but actually sharing those wisdoms. Well, we have more in common than we do. That's right. You know, apart. That's right. And, Hey, look, my generation was put down. I can remember my grandfather talking, you know, that, that sinful uh, rock and roll and a lot of <laughs> other things, you know. So sure. as you can tell, I'm alive, I'm, I'm alive and well and rocking, you know. <laughs> 
Uh, that is great. Uh, be, uh, as we bring our guests in here, uh, Kirsten Abernathy, uh, who is a member of Winger Coast. We first got to set this up so, that, right. so the audience knows what is Generation Distinct. That's right. So Generation Distinct is a nonprofit that I started um, about a few years back. And mm-hmm. really, we use conversations around passion, purpose, and justice to bring the next generation into conversations about Jesus, the gospel, and the Great Commission. And we do that through a six-month online completely virtual program that equips the next generation leaders in our cohort from all over the world to identify what they're uniquely passionate about, to be educated on a lot of the major injustice in the world, to identify, man, who really is Jesus and what does he have to say about my life and what's the calling he's given me, and then to be trained on that passion, to build a strategy and goals, and to leave the six-month experience with their own custom world change strategy for how they were uniquely born to change the world in a way that furthers the mission of Jesus. Wow. Yes. Now, how did you uh, come up with this concept? That really was sparked by that 16-year-old moment where wow. God said, I'm gonna, I want to give you this vision. And, and now at 10 years later, that was 16, I'm 26 now, 10 years later, um, this is happening. We have cohorts from young leaders from all over the world. We're in four different countries, tons wow. of different states. And uh, we just had a new cohort start in February. It was our largest one yet, 20 young leaders um, and we have another one starting up in May where we're expecting to even grow from there. So Kirsten was a cohort member who was in our August cohort, and she finished up a little bit ago. She set her goals. She finished her six-month program. She is an amazing young leader. Um, but she also loved the program enough that she decided she wanted to be a part of helping other young leaders go through this program. So now she's one of our cohort leaders for our I February cohort, and I, she's just an incredible leader. So I'm so I glad she's here. It. Well, Kirsten, I told you uh, how special place in my heart with that. My my daughter in law is named Kirsten, and uh, whereabouts are you at now? Where where you got your uh, mute on there? Where, whereabouts are you located now? So, I am in North Carolina right now. You're in North Carolina. All right. Yes. Yes. So, uh, how did you find out about Generation Distinct? So, I had been following Hannah for years before I even knew that Generation Distinct existed or what it was. Um, So I've been following Hannah on her personal social media, and I was in the process of starting a podcast, and I reached out to Hannah asking her if she'd want to be a part, totally unrelated to anything (laughs) to do with Generation Distinct, and we just started talking. She desired to know my story and know my heart, and from there, she started telling me about Generation Distinct. And I was just like, oh, yeah, like I've, I've seen that. I think I might follow it on Instagram, but I have <laughs> no idea what it is. Um, and as she just began to tell me about the six-month program, it sounded like everything that I needed. So I learned about Generation Distinct from Hannah herself. <laughs> wow. Wow. There you go. Right from the, right from the top of the mountain there, huh? <laughs> hey, yeah. now, what, was, what, what drew you to that? What drew you to this Generation Distinct? And fo- well, well, first of all, why did you start following Hannah? Um, I had seen a lot of posts that were shared from Hannah, and just I loved her passion mm-hmm. and her heart for just traveling and sharing the gospel. Um, and she, it was just fresh to follow mm-hmm. Hannah and just see the way that she shares her life and shares the way that she follows Jesus in such a really unique way that I don't think our generation sees that often. Um, right. and there was such a freedom about it. So that's why I started following Hannah. I love it. I love it. And so uh, when you first got exposed to Generation Distinct, was that just kind of like automatically you fell in love with it? Or did you kind of have to, you know, wade into the water a little bit to kind of figure out what this thing was about or just jump in <laughs> head first? 
I think it was a little bit of both. I trusted Hannah so much. And at the same time, again, just hearing what the program had to offer before even beginning, I was just extremely excited. But as the time went on, I definitely, it was definitely a process of learning about what it really was just by going through each week and taking it step by step. So it was a little bit of both, both gradual, but also I just knew I was going to love it either way. <laughs> either way. Yeah, we got, a, we got a, a, a mutual admiration party going. Hey, now I want the listeners to understand exactly mm-hmm. what is the six-month program. Six months. What is it that you do and how frequently and all that? Sure. So when somebody joins one of our virtual cohorts, um, what they're joining is a six-month uh, you know, virtual cohort, and there's content they're going through every single week. So we target okay. 18 to 30-year-olds, okay. young leaders that know they want to change the world. They want to make a difference in the world. They have some passions they've thought about, but they don't know how to launch them. They don't know what to do about them, right? Every single week, they're going to be going through content. There is training. There is um, videos from experts. We collaborated with over 50 leaders from around the world who wow. helped us build this program. And so there are experts in their fields training and equipping uh, they first are starting by educating on 12 of the most prevalent injustices in the world from victims of those injustices and experts in them. Then they go through eight weeks of diving deep into their story to identify what is their unique passion. Then halfway through, they choose from one of five tracks to be trained on their passion. So the evangelism, entrepreneurship, visionary, activism, or mentorship. And uh-huh. at the end, okay. they set smart goals and they create a plan and it. a strategy to accomplish it. There's also monthly community Zoom cohort calls. So once a month, the entire cohort comes together for encouragement, inspiration, sharing dreams, sharing struggles, um, sharing things that they've discovered about themselves. There's an Instagram DM group, which is our generation. That's where they yeah. have daily communication, encourage each other, speak life over each other, ask questions. Um, so they're building a community. They also have meetings with their cohort facilitators where they can ask questions, go deeper, get mentored and invested in. So uh, would Kirsten be one of those facilitators? She now? is now, okay, yes. So she's one of the facilitators. So you answer the questions from the folks from the cohort then, huh, Kirsten? That's what you do? Yes, yeah. I love it. Yeah, I'll bet you do. And uh, now she's laid out kind of the curriculum here. When you got into this thing, this was it. How what was your impression of it as you started hmm. to wander into this? Because this is pretty heavy duty. I mean, this is <laughs> talking six months, you know, going through this stuff. So why don't you walk us through what uh, how that evolved for you? It was definitely very eye opening from the start. Okay. Um, like she said, the process of going through it. So you start out with a bunch of content that is mm-hmm. really incredible and eye-opening. And I think when I started, I thought I knew a lot. And mm-hmm. I learned how much that I really didn't know in depth about a lot of injustices and different mm-hmm. things. Um, but as I began to just get into the content and just study it, I began to just learn so much about myself and God's heart for the world and um, all the injustices and even the ones that I knew um, I was passionate about, learning it on a deeper level and hearing real stories really just changed my outlook on the world. Um, and it's just made me just view everything differently. So mm-hmm. I'd say overall, it's been very eye-opening to go through the program. Um, and then just as Hannah mentioned, the community, getting yeah. to be a part of the community and see that there were other leaders around the world that cared just as much, if not more about things and just realizing how together we're all just one big body just caring about the world. I love it was it. so encouraging and 
um, just getting to build my own plan to be mm. a visionary and just dive deeper into my creativity was just an amazing experience. Okay. Well, listen, we're, I can't believe in our sections up. We're going to have you back here in the next section, too. I got lots, lots of questions yet. <laughs> but, folks, you're listening here, okay? Now, I'm going to tantalize you because you're not going to know what this is, but we have a freebie for everybody that's listening today. And when we come back, I'll announce to you what that freebie is. So you can't get it unless you come back, okay? you got to stay tuned. you got to come back. And I want to encourage you to get out there, look at faithmarketplace.com. Also go out there and look at generationdistinct.com, what we're talking about. So maybe as you're listening to this, you can actually see and visualize exactly what's going on. And pull together a bunch of young people around that, uh, that, that uh, you know, the computer and everything so they can see it. We're going to be right back. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here again with Hannah Gronowski-Barnett. And also uh, plugged in here with us today is Christian uh, Kirsten Abernathy. I knew I was going to do that. <laughs> Kirsten Abernathy. Uh, and she's in here calling in from the North Carolina, right? And so, uh, yes. But before we do that, I teased you before, you know, that you had to come back and listen to this. Hannah has been so gracious. She is giving away a discount of 15% off of any cohort registration. That's right. And you have one coming out. So here's the deal. You have to text me at 312-210-0603 with the keyword FRIEND15. That's FRIEND15, okay? So again, 312-210-0603 with the keyword FRIEND15. Uh, what are they going to get? What's this? What's the the cohort? And this next one is what time? It is starts it the first Monday of May, and it's for eighteen to thirty year olds. Right. So think of the young leader in your life who you have heard say something like this: "I know I want to change the world, I just don't know how," or mm-hmm. "I don't know what I want to do with my life," or "I'm going away to college soon, and I have no idea what I want to study," or "I just finished college, and I still don't know what I want to do with my life." Right? <laughs> if they said anything like that, right. um, chances are this cohort is going to be a great experience. Um, this discount will take fifteen percent off the entire registration for the full six month program. That is fabulous. So uh, listeners out there, those of you that are a little bit more uh, mature and have, uh, you know, (laughs) the uh, wisdom here, uh, you know, this could be for your uh, children, your grandchildren. So make sure that you get people huddled around this thing and know about it because this is changing things. And this younger generation is thirsty and hungry for this. You heard uh, Kirsten earlier, what got her in there. Now, what I just found out, this young lady is 21 years of age. She's in a master's program that she will finish up in a year. So you, you know we got some rock stars here that are in Generation Distinct. That's right. And a whole bunch of them. So, you know, let's talk a little bit more about when, when, what you've been seeing now. Because you've mm-hmm. had the play, how, how long has this been going on now, Generation Distinct? Man, I mean, it's been a nonprofit for almost three years now. Three years. And when did you form, form your first cohort? We launched the program officially a little over a year ago. We took about okay. two years to build and beta test the program. That's right. how intricate it was. Yeah, I know. You put a lot of effort and a lot of work yes. in this and a lot of prayer. That's right. That's right. <laughs> like we all do uh, and anything we're going into. And so um, she was, what, in the second cohort then after you started? Yeah, second or third. Second or third cohort. And Wow. I, folks, I wish you could see a picture of her. Her smile would light up a room, honestly, <laughs> goodness. She, and both of them. That's Hannah's right, got a beautiful yeah. smile, and so does this young lady. 
Uh, Kirsten, now that you have come through this and you said it was a lot of material and you thought you knew a lot, but all of a sudden you found out you didn't know as much as you, what you thought you did. <laughs> hey, and also, did it clear up some perceptions or myths hmm. about certain things that you had been hearing about? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think um, a lot of the injustices, I think we all have a picture of what we think it looks like. Okay. Um, and I think going through the content really did clear up a lot of, like you said, myths and just different thoughts of what we think injustice looks like and also what it looks like to fight for justice. Yeah. Now, did you have any surprises when you when you got into that, when you started thinking about this or you got all of a sudden these facts started hitting you in the face? Was there any anyone that popped out at you that was kind of surprising? Um, I think just the reality that it things that we think are injustices happen right where we are. Yeah. And I think so often we think we have to go overseas or um, we just have this picture in our head that it's so far away. But I think learning that it's happening right around me and I can be a part of serving and bringing about justice and change just by walking outside my door mm. um, and loving on someone has been just extremely cool for me to learn. That's yeah, great. and that's one of the things the themes of the show is bringing faith and, and work together yes. uh, because a lot of people do not see work as ministry. Right. And it's in the Bible. It's all the way through. Over 555 times, work is in the Bible. It's more that's times right. in worship. Uh, it's a big platform. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's not preached enough from the pulpit right. because 90% of that population that might be in that congregation has got to get up and go to work That's on right. Monday and they leave Jesus in the car. Yeah. So this is, and, and you said it properly, yeah, God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called, That's right? right. That's and, right. And that is really, really important, folks out there, to remember this. And this young generation, I'm so excited about what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this young generation, that, is, that they're, they're putting out the call. That's they're right. putting out the call. And I can't think of a better way that you are plugging into that because mm-hmm. a lot of them really are upset with injustice. That's right. Would you say? That's right. So is that one of the biggest attractions when people start to realize this, that you have a spot they can land on? That's right. Learn more about it. To your point, what's those five things, the callings you said? Entrepreneurship, evangelism, mentorship, visionary, which are arts and communication, and then activism. Yes. Yeah, so right. we really use justice, which is an actual deep um, like core of who God is. God right. loves justice. He's the definition of justice, right? right? But we use those conversations as an invitation for a generation who desperately long to see more justice in the world. And then they get to build on that platform. So what starts, we like to say, as a program about injustice develops into a full-on training program right. to really understand their unique role in furthering the mission of Jesus in the world. And mm. we often say as well, and this is something I write about in my book that I have that's also called Generation Distinct, Discover the Wrong, You're Born Make Right. And I talk about this idea of we don't want to drag young leaders out of their context, mm. right? Like what Kirsten would say, we, we think we need to fly across the seas to make right. an impact. Yeah, exactly. Instead, we want to help them discover the passion that's always been right there, ready for them to discover. They just have to say yes, right? So we had a teacher um, go through one of our, our cohorts. Her name's Jessica. And through this program, she wasn't convinced she was supposed to leave being a teacher. The beautiful thing is she is a teacher before, and she's still a teacher. Teacher, exactly. And she went through our evangelism track. And her goals are all about how she realized, man, I need to start telling the teachers in my school I work with, 
about Jesus. So her goals are in the next year, I think it is, she wants to have three teachers that she's intentionally investing in and discipling. And that's amazing. So again, helping the next generation see changing the world sometimes looks like looking at who is right there in your vicinity you for you to impact. Yeah. Go where you're planted. That's you know, right. Plant, That's right. Say where you're planted. Yeah. Hey, uh, the other thing I want to know is, uh, you know, just so our audience knows, is this for Christians only? You know, it's not. Okay. <laughs> we really desire for this to be a safe place for next-gen leaders of all backgrounds. Right. And in the first uh, first month of the program, it's really designed to be a very open conversation. We talk about injustice first because that's something that's common to the whole generation that's really looking for that. Right. But at the end of month one, they end up hearing how the gospel is a solution to all injustice. And then from there, we continue to talk more about the heart of Jesus, who he is, what's what does that mean to be a part of redemption and the Great Commission and the work of uh, yeah the work of redemption and so um what starts as a program again about injustice culminates with every young leader figuring out how they fit in with the mission of jesus so this is open to to anybody on their journey yeah and and again that's for people are seeking i mean mm-hmm. right now they're wavering they don't know where they belong or what they or what they believe that's you right. know because i think that's another part of this would you agree that that's there's right. a lot of folks don't know what they believe absolutely and, and we know that there's a, a lot of trepidation a lot of desperation a lot of anxiety depression there's a lot of things that come out of that when you don't have a clear kind of an idea but still you're at that you know that the discovery age though when you think about it i mean right. i know that a lot of the psychologists talk about delayed maturity mm-hmm. to, today with this you know a generation and um you know i but i i i look at it this way and, and I, I told you that before this is gonna be the best generation this country's ever seen Come on. yeah uh, you know it really is and the more you guys can impact that uh, Kirsten, I know you're going to be doing that out. Impacting this generation That's right. is going to really be very important for how we shape, uh, you know, what this world's going to look like in That's decades, right. uh, decades from now. So, yeah. um, again, let's get out there in Texas at three one two two one zero zero six zero three with the word friend. Friends, friend fifteen. That's friend one five. Now you mentioned a book. Let's talk about that briefly, and then I got a couple of questions. I got to wrap this up with. Absolutely, yes. So I wrote a book that was released in September of twenty twenty. It's called Generation Distinct: Discover the Wrong You Were Born to Make Right. And it's really written for young leaders okay. to equip them to really discover what does it actually mean to live a life that matters. We're all looking for purpose and meaning in our life, and we're desperate for what that means. And this book is gonna really help the young leader in your life understand what that means. I think we could rejuvenate some older leaders, too, with some of that. That's right. Where do they find the book? You can find it on Amazon or hannahgranowski.com. Okay, hannahgranowski.com. That's a mouthful. That's uh, and by the way, she's not related to Gronkowski, That's the right. football player. <laughs> so we got to make a distinction for that. It's Gronowski. That's okay, right. That's right. and uh, we got we got to keep that in mind. Um, the other thing too is um, just I got to get a couple of questions in here um, real quick. Um, Words of wisdom you've given yourself. Now that you look back in this uh, yeah. twenty six short years, is there anything you <laughs> would would get, you know say to yourself? You know, I think. In a lot of ways, it would be <laughs> that that God's plan for my leadership is so much better than my plan is. Ah, there you go. And so often, as a young leader, I can get so impatient. I can um, wonder when God is going to do the thing that I'm longing for it to happen. And His timing is so much better. And I think I would tell myself to be just a little bit more patient. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, now this is one we ask everybody. Okay. What is really amazing, cool, funny, interesting about uh, Hannah? That's a great question. Um, I, I think the great thing... So this is funny. I, I've always believed I was born to be a surfer. This is so funny. <laughs> I'm from Chicagoland. I've always lived in Chicago. I, I've always loved this great, idea of great surfing. Surfer. Yeah. So anyway, but I'm actually going surfing in California this fall. Oh my goodness. And so hopefully, I'm not going to let myself down. Hopefully, I really will be a good surfer. We'll I see. I love it. The jury's out. I love it. I love it. Oh my goodness. I can't believe it. Kirsten, can you believe this time is up? Huh? <laughs> Well, we're going to come no, back, folks. So fast, facts, folks. You got to stay tuned because we have a mystery subject coming up. Okay, we're not going to let you know. You got to come back, and Hannah and I, Kirsten, are going to roundtable this mystery subject. So we're going to be right back here on AM eleven sixty. Hope for your life. This is Faith, Faith Marketplace. Get out there and check out faithmarketplace dot com, and you see all of the goodies out there, and also all of the shows or past shows out there in podcasts. We're going to be right back. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. We are back with my special guests, Hannah Gronowski Barnett. I got it right this time. And Kirsten Abernathy joining us from North Carolina. And we've cooked up a very special mystery uh, subject here that we're going to roundtable. And that is... Collaboration between generations, yes. right? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to let you guys, you gals, kick it off because okay. you are of a generation mm-hmm. now that a lot of us older kind of, you know, um, more, you know, I don't know how to put this, you know, but more uh, wisdom haired people, <laughs> you know, that we don't have so much wisdom when it comes about your generation. Uh, we need to know, okay? So <laughs> that's great. What would you say about the collaboration between generations, and where where can we come together? You know, in my experience. I had a lot of leaders who were older than me, who had more experience than me, um, choose to invest in me from a really young age. Right. And I truly believe that my leadership trajectory is forever different because of that. And still to this day, I, I have so many mentors and leaders who are generations above me who take the time to invite me into their life. And so... When I think about the collaboration between generations, I think one of the most important pieces, and really I believe this is collaboration between any two people who are different, is that proximity has to be the core of the collaboration. If we're not proximate to each other, right, if we're not understanding how each other works, if we're not taking the time to get to know how the other person thinks, how that generation processes information, what's affecting that generation that I'm not aware of. And that goes both ways, right? But if we're not proximate to each other, (laughs) then that collaboration, I think, can't really be fostered. And so um, I think specifically, if I'm speaking to the older generation, my question is, are you proximate to any young leaders? Right. Like, are there any young leaders that you're inviting into your life? And I'm not going to promise we're not going to be a little bit inconvenient sometimes or we're not going <laughs> to challenge you sometimes. <laughs> However, if we really do believe that um, the the church is something that has to be passed on to future generations in order for it to continue to grow, it is right. our job to continue to pass it on to generations. After, I mean, I'm already looking 
you know, I, I disciple women who are, you know, five to 10 years younger than me because mm-hmm. I, even at 26, I want to be knowing that, like, there's a generation coming after me, even who I need to be ready yep. to pass the baton on as well. And so I think collaboration has to start with proximity. Okay. Kirsten, in your experience, uh, what would you say were some of the myths that have to be broken is mm. if we're going to have effective collaboration? That's great. Mm, I think just the myth that learning is not a reciprocal exchange. Mm. Wow. Like I think there's been a belief that our generation doesn't want to learn from those that have gone before us okay. and that we have nothing to teach those that have gone before us. Mm. Um, and I think that's a major myth that has to be broken down for um, just that gap to be filled. Okay. That's beautiful. Um, the one I most commonly hear, okay, and uh, have been in many of these kind of conversations because, yeah. as you know, I deal with a lot of leaders and those that are a little bit older than you guys, is uh, this term entitlement. Yeah. So I want both of you to comment on that. Hmm. So what myth can we break about that or how real, or how real is it? You know, I think... It depends on who you're talking to, right? Okay. I've met a lot of people in my generation who were raised with nothing, who Mm -hmm. did not have a lot of opportunity growing up, and every opportunity feels exciting and beautiful. And there are so many young leaders who are entitled and do struggle with that. Um, My response to that in all humility would be, if we see an issue, right, if we see that there is a leak in a faucet. We can either keep complaining and being frustrated, and it really is frustrating for there to be a leak in our faucet, right. a leak in our faucet, or we can choose to get it fixed, mm-hmm. and we can choose to take action to fix it. And so, I, I think when I look at the older generation, some again, some of the things that they say are true of our generation. We've totally earned. Like, let's just own it as okay. a generation. There are things that we have earned, but mm-hmm. at the same time. That's why discipleship exists, right? That's why when Jesus was on this earth, he didn't model, um, he he could have modeled a lot of things, but he chose to model investing in 12 young men. Mm -hmm. And when he went back to to heaven, he didn't say, go out and start really large events. He actually (laughs) said, go out and make disciples, right? And so I believe, yes, there are are actual things that our generation is not great at and have Mm -hmm. failed in. But this is a beautiful opportunity, I think, for older generations to say, let me part- instead of being frustrated, let me partner with them. Let me take them out for coffee. Let, them- let me invite them into my life. Let them see how I treat my family, how I treat my wife, right. how I go to my workplace and talk about Jesus. <laughs> invite them into your life so that you can be a part of seeing the next generation look more like Jesus. You know, the other thing I, too, I guess I, was, I would share with you also, again, I'm all open to mentoring and coaching. I do a lot of it. But... I I gotta find even when I may extend that to people, yeah. they don't take me up on it. Yeah, and, and it's it's terribly disappointing. Mm. But at the same time, I'm going. What am I doing wrong? Mm. You know why? I'm offering something to you sure. that was given to me because right. I had a lot of great coaches and mentors, and I really value that yeah. deeply, and I want to give back. I just don't see that kind of engagement. Now, maybe mm. I'm just living in the wrong place, or I'm not around the right people, <laughs> or something. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But that's a that's a an offer I don't give lightly to people because mm-hmm. it's time, like you said, you know, it might get inconvenient. But I'm all over that. Yeah. If, I, if if I can be that salt and light, or I can be that spark, or or yeah. bring forth some of that stuff, yeah. because I've lived enough life that sure. I can do some of that. Sure. And but. Uh, I, I guess that would be the thing that I, I found that I just don't. Now, I've been around young people, 
that are all over that. Yeah. You know, but, yeah. you know, they've already got their set of mentors and coaches sure. and that kind of stuff. Sure. So what could, what words of wisdom, and I'm going to lean on you a little bit here, Kirsten, what words of wisdom could you give to uh, your generation out there to take advantage mm. of that or to be proactive about asking somebody? That's great. That's so great. What, what, what would you say about that? I think my word of wisdom would be that you can't get better if you don't have someone who has already gone before you. Yeah. Like, I feel like you're going to cap out at where you can go if you only have people who are your age or match your level of wisdom. And so my advice would be just don't be afraid to ask because I think, as I said, there's this myth that we don't want to ask questions or we don't want help Mm. from those who are older and wiser than us. But I think um, just realizing that it's probably not very different from asking a friend our age for right. wisdom. Right. Um, it's just probably going to be better because right. <laughs> the next generation is much wiser than us. But um, I think just going for it and just knowing that if you really do want to be a better, more rounded person, more rounded leader, um, more rounded follow- follower of Jesus, whatever that might look like, um, just ask help and ask someone who has gone before you. And just not be afraid to just build that relationship. Yeah, I would so say the number good. one reason probably is fear. Yeah. That they don't <clears throat> they don't do that. Yeah. And I gotta say this, what's the worst that could happen? That's right. They say no, you know. <laughs> That's right. The, the propensity yeah. of yeses you're gonna get, I think, are a heck of a lot more than the no's, you That's know. That's right. That's so, right. So uh you know, and and you gotta pick your timing and when, and when sure. you, that kind of thing. But I can't imagine anybody in my generation that's going to turn down a young person if they ask wow. them for help. I, yeah. I just can't imagine that. Yeah. You know, I, I lecture at University of, Wisconsin, or University of Northwestern and at, at uh, Chicago University in DePaul. And I get in young audiences and I get, you know, I, I talk about networking because they all talk about, you know, getting a job. And they say, well, geez, Mr. Lambert, you're this old guy. You got all this network. You know, all these people. <laughs> and I say, well, let me ask a question. Do you have parents? And they go, yeah. Do your parents have friends? And they go, Yeah. Do your friends have parents? Yeah. Do they know you? Yeah. Do you think they have friends? Yeah. I don't know a parent in this planet right now that wouldn't like to get that young person off the payroll by helping them to get a job. Sure. And I've helped a number of young people do that by giving them that, opening up you know, my Rolodex, or an you know, old term, database to them. <laughs> but they can build their own. You know, right. And they don't quite understand this multiplication factor of all these different people that really do want to help you That's if right. you ask. That's and it's right. got to start there. You've yep. got to ask. You know? That's right. That's you get right. nothing in it. You know, the salespeople, the sales thing is coming out of me now. You've got to ask. That's you know? right. It's great. <laughs> ask it's for the great. sale. <laughs> There's no one whose job it is to uh, secure your growth more than you. You bet. That's Boy, right. you said a mouthful mm-hmm. there, and you've got to take your destiny in your own hands and, right. and go do so. I can't believe the time is up. For... Hey, stay tuned here for next Saturday here at noon at 1 o'clock, AM 1160. Hope for your life. Faith Marketplace. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.